Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews Podcast. This is the Brett Stir speaking. Hey, it's the time in. We are back with another exciting episode, as usual. <laughs> right, as usual. Yeah, you know, don't want to <laughs> pat yourself on the back too much, but... Um, <laughs> uh, we got some but, fun stuff to talk about today, that's all. Well, I guess you were looking through your archives of possible things we can talk about, and you came up with something interesting that I guess is related to something we might have referenced on an earlier podcast, but I don't remember... Yeah, I don't remember... How this came we'll about. Talk, yeah, but we'll get to that shortly. We have... Uh, Something to talk about first. Oh, that is what I was talking about. Why? What else do you have? What about the Snurks? Hey, okay. So, <laughs> the, the Snurks. <laughs> what, what is what are the Snurks? Well, I guess my first question is: Are they like the Smurfs or the Snorks? Yeah, they're kind of like Smurfs meets Snorks. If I could say that, talk about tongue twister. So, okay. So the Snurks. It is an animated movie from like 2005. And for some reason, I think you and I and Connoisseur were talking about it. And I wrote it down. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's, wait, what's the Snurks? So I looked into it again. It was a movie. And it's one of the Snurks is voiced by Patrick Stewart. And then uh, I just want, I remember, I, I've seen it. I've seen the Snurks, Brett. <laughs> of course you have. But so you were just looking through stuff and, like in your notes, and it said the Snurks, and then yeah, and nothing else, nothing else. And all it says was the Snurks. So it's like what the Snurks. <laughs> so okay, so this is a movie you've seen. Yes, from like 15 years ago. Yeah, back in the best video days. Like, and I was like, hmm, the Snurks. I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> sure, I guess that is a natural reaction. So, what do you remember about the Snurks? All I know, it's kind of a Smurfs knockoff. It's like, you know, they're Snurks, and then they live in, like, a Snurk village, and they get into a lot of wacky adventures about gumdrops or something. And it's like, that's about it. All the animation's kind of low rent, kind of like the Easter egg adventure, just reviewed on the site. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It's like... <laughs> well, because I think when I watch the Easter egg adventure, it's ridiculous. It's like... <laughs> I guess I was trying to watch all the first look home entertainment movies and review them. So that was one of them. Easter egg adventure, you know, with the voices of Brooke Shields and James Woods. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I guess it wasn't a total loss. I'm not sure. Someone else. It's just, there's some, I got to look up the review. It's not much of a review though. <laughs> so are you interested in watching the Snurks? If you ever uh, found it like at like a Goodwill or Savers? I no, but uh, this, uh, it is interesting that somehow we touched upon this, forgot about the context, and then yeah. now, possibly years later, we're talking about <laughs> Snurks. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Who is talking Snurks on podcasts these days? <laughs> Not enough people, apparently. So like someone should, yes, the Snurks <laughs> minute. You know, someone should ask Patrick Stewart about this. Yes, it's like, yes, I was a snurk. I can't really do Patrick Stewart unless it was like Liam Neeson. Yes, I am a snurk. <laughs> Lenore. Well, I guess that is a missed opportunity. Unless they do snorks too, and they can get Liam to be <laughs> Snorks too. Snorking it up. Maybe they go underwater because they could be snorkels. Well, so that's like, where the snorks came from. Oh, wait, no, snurks. Yeah, wait, snurks. snurks. No, wait, wait. no. <laughs> Snor <laughs> there's Smurfs, Snorks, and Snurks, which I guess, yes. <laughs> which I'm learning very quickly about all this. About you know, which okay, is which. 
let's talk snarks. I don't have much to say, except they're kind of like underwater Smurfs, from what I remember. Oh, okay. I don't, or just, you know, gummy bears. Gummy bears. <laughs> That's a great song. Yeah, you should listen to that again if you haven't. I, I, I'm, I am kind of familiar with the gummy bear song, because uh, if you remember, remember the song came up on an earlier podcast of, what's it called? Firepower? Or um, it's a theme song to Body by Jake. Um, wait, fire. Oh, good memory. Um, gotta look that up. Yeah, that's a, that's a great memory. Because the reason why I bring that up is I don't remember why that originally came up, but they're both sung by the same person, Joseph Williams. So that's amazing. You know, that is right off the bat. That, that's well, I mean, I, I am a fan of Joseph Williams, so I kind of know his work somewhat so uh, yeah firepower that's a cool movie wait, it's, a, it's a movie wait i was talking about firepower from 1993 starring gary daniels mm, I, no because that song is from body by jake i don't think it has oh, anything to do oh. with the movie okay if, if, unless i'm getting the song title wrong um you're, you're right you're right i i'm i'm just when you said fire tile and write to Gary Daniels, you know, it's like, I mean, that's, that's understandable, but, um, I think that's what the song is called. I can actually maybe quickly look that up, but, um, yeah, sure. But I mean, we can, we can wrap up the snarks, snarks <laughs> if you want. Just, uh, um. <laughs> yeah, it's called firepower. Yeah. The song is uh, called firepower. Yeah. Yeah, I, now that you say that, I do remember you talking about that. Um, I'm not sure what episode that was. So, I guess we can go to our subject. Well, it, it, yeah. So, if people remember, uh, we did 19 Grady Great, where we just kind of talked about the movies <laughs> from 1988. And yeah. then we thought, well, why don't we move on to the next year? Call it 1989. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, was. Was that supposed to be a couple, uh, like a, a part, a two-parter, maybe 1980 great? I'm not sure, but it still can yeah. be. Yeah, and we there's can do 1988, 1989, great, and <laughs> As long as it doesn't get too confusing, uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, just because it was a golden time for video stores, as we always say on the website. I think because there was the end of the 80s, so by the end of the 80s, you know, a lot of people were making movies for the video store yeah. market, you know, to fill the shelves, and so they had the whole 80s to get it together. And so by eight, the end of the 80s, like 88, 89, there are a lot of movies that came out. And um, we're going to talk about some of them. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, you go to your video store in 1989, it's like, ooh, look at all this great stuff. And we could start with this first one I have, which is from, oh, 1989, <laughs> which is India. You probably don't need to say that every time because it, all these movies are <laughs> going to be from 1989. Yeah, I got, I'm so used to saying, well, 1993, it's firepower. This is from 1989, Indio. Right, Indio. So it's an Italian movie. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, or he shows up in Indio too. He's in Indio, he's in Indio too. Well, I'll talk about that shortly. So this is Indio one. So just by Antonio Margheriti. Um, and here's the plot. If people haven't seen or heard of Indio, an evil uh, somewhere deep in the jungles of South America. <laughs> An evil businessman named Whitaker, spelled W-H-Y-T-A-K-E-R, played by Brian Dennehy, disrupting the local indigenous population and bulldozing their huts. 
tend to get to a mine. Oh no, it spells out of control. People start dying. And now Indio is involved. Or Daniel Morell. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm wrong. Francesco Quinn is also involved. He's evil. So Indio <laughs> is also named Jake. And he's played by marvelous Marvin Hagler. <laughs> so, did you ever see any of his fights? Or I never really watched boxing that much. So, but I was right that he's in both movies. Yes, he is. Okay, so I, for some reason I thought he might have been just Indio 2, but I guess that's not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's in Indio no. 1. He's all over it. But we have to wait a while. Because according to our review, you have to wait till 44 minutes for Marvelous Marvin Hagler to uh, show up. Okay, so we were on Hagler Watch. Yeah, absolutely on Hagler Watch. <laughs> so I think, you know, also very, very first blood. And you have Brian Denny, so it's kind of funny. So you get him from the sheriff, and now he's like an evil businessman. Right. Well, you know, so they just changed the setting a little bit and, you know, make it kind of first blood-esque. I, I, I get what they were up to, I think. Now, what do you remember from Indio 1? <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered all that. Um, every, I think every, everything we talked about is what I remember. I mean, it's shot uh, in the jungle. There's people, you know, there's an Indio, or you said his name's Jake. His, his name isn't Jake Indio. Just no, remember. no, it just says Jake. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's an Indio, it must be a term. The um, Kind of like White Ghost, maybe, you know. Right, yeah. It, it's, it's a jungle set movie. I don't, it, would you call it an exploding hutter? I don't really. Remember too many exploding huts. Well, d- d- hey, good memory again. There's a lot of repeat footage of bulldozers taking down huts, but none really explode. Um, but other things blow up, including a helicopter. Yeah, oh, okay. So, and also, Brian Dennehy says, we got company. <laughs> well, most of the movies on our website, uh, someone says that. But usually it's like kind of like a like a nameless goon. But you usually got, you know, you got Dennehy saying it. Well, that's true. Five minutes. Oh, well, that's kind of like in the beginning of Expendables uh, 3 when uh, Sly says, Stonebags! Yeah, it's Stonebags! <laughs> like, you'd think you'd have to wait till the end of the movie to, to get that line, but it's right in the beginning. That, see, that's how they, they hook you into EX3. Now, now a masterpiece compared to this fourth one I hear so much about, where the fourth one's supposed to be a disaster. So. Well, as we talked about on our last segment of Action News, uh, <laughs> a, uh, Frank is not happy. Frank yeah. does not like it. No, and I only trust what Frank has to say, as we said in Action News. We don't have any Action News this time, but I'll look for some more for the next episode. Okay, because there might be, I mean, there's, there, there might not be Action News every episode because, you know, not so many action movies are being made, really. I mean, that's true. Or they're like kind of like, they get kicked straight to Redbox or something, and I I can't catch them all, you know, like Pokemon. So, like, sometimes it's coming out of nowhere. Because I hear there's a cool uh, martial arts movie called 60 Minutes that's on Netflix now. I mean, hearing a lot of word of mouth. I just heard about it. It came out like three years ago on Netflix. It's like, now I'm hearing 60 about Minutes? It. Well, it's not about morally safer doing action or something, which I would. Not interested. Not interested. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Hugh Downs. Was Hugh Downs in 60 Minutes? I think that was 2020. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but they probably had another elderly man who talked about news items. And then, so, so what you're saying is they're not doing martial arts. And, um, you know, it could no. be like ticking, you know, that ticking clock in the beginning. It could be like a countdown to like a nuclear explosion. And Perfect. then, and then, you yeah. know, Morley Safer and Ed Bradley and the gang have to 
get together instead of talking about the news, they have to create news by saving the day. I can totally see that. And it'll be like they're kind of not they're not in the studio this time. They're outside trying to catch these terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Why was that never made? As, I that's... think that's a bad idea. You know, you get like these anchors, you get like, well, this is a local reference, but you get like Al Terzi. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, no one really knows who that is, but he's our local newsman, or at least he was. I, mean, he was. I don't know if he's still around. I know. I just stick to Al Terzi. I think there's like a Todd Terzi or something. <laughs> like, oh, he has a son and he's doing he the local stuff, news? He's doing the news, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but we had but, Skip Church. I think I mentioned Skip Church. We mentioned Skip Church last episode, yeah. Okay. Oh, but, see? Another great continuation. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that's, that, if you're an atheist, you love Skip Church, you know? Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, right. Yeah. I remember that now. Uh, well, any chance I get to mention Skip Church because I, I'm still amazed that that's someone's real name. That, that's amazing. I guess that could be a real name, you know. We talked about well, it could be. Stuff. It is. But it's real. Oh yes, that, that's someone's real name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so to go back to India, I think this is worth watching. People should check this out. Yeah, and if if they like it a lot, there's an Indio too. So, so let me think uh, where our next movie could be because it's random. <laughs> Right, so these, are, but it has to be from 1989. That's the yes, um, the year was from. That's um, the only caveat. Okay, so let me see here. So we have, um, oh, here we go. Here's a classic, Provoked. Oh, I love Provoked. Yes. So let's talk Provoked. I don't think we ever did. I can't believe it's taken us this long to mention this great classic movie. And the <laughs> so the cover is like this. Uh, is a black guy and he kind of looks like Carl Weathers and a woman and the, the tagline says when enough is enough and the is is capitalized <laughs> like when enough is enough like, yeah exactly why did they do it that way is that a reference to something else like when enough isn't enough but this yeah. isn't provoked what you're going to see is when enough is enough and they really do uh, <laughs> want to make sure you see that is is stressed and it's inexplicable Yes, this movie is inexplicable. We gave it one and a half stars. What? Because I think the I think we were maybe a, a little hard. It's from 2010. We posted this sucker, so and I will uh, tell the plot. But there's a certain person. Well, but I mean, oh, we'll get to it. Okay, tell the plot. Oh, we'll okay, all right. So, <laughs> have you ever been walking down the street minding your own business when an interracial gang pulls up in a car and asks you to join them? Well, that's exactly what happens to Randy, played by Buzz Van Ornsteiner. <laughs> and he, the vicious group of thugs are comprised of Loverboy and his mother, Big Mama. And his character predates Big Mama's house by 11 years. <laughs> and predates Big Mama's house, too, by a whopping 17 years. Yeah, see? Very ahead of its time. And also, there's slick. He, he movies are. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. What about Big Mama? Well, just that. No, well, just that. Direct video movies. One thing we always mention is how they're always ahead of the curve. Well, they really were this time. <laughs> so there's also Slick, and he's uh, Asian, and Mad Dog, a white guy who, who wears a members-only jacket and headband. And so they recruit Randy, who is now named Nick the Knife, to steal some money from the payroll office of the Sun Metal Wines Building. <laughs> <laughs> this all tracks so far. Yeah. So the heist goes awry when after when after shouting, "Give me money," <laughs> it really yields no results. 
and they take hostages. And one of them looks like a Stelgetti and makes ear piercing but funny noises. Let's see. So let's take a look. Okay, so now guess who's on the case? Who guess who's called in? Captain our, our Peter. Yes. Who's that played by, Brett? <laughs> I believe that would be McIver Jones the third. That is correct. <laughs> so and then he's in the he's, he's on the case and he has to have his squabbles with Mayor Bender. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember anything about Mayor Bender. There's also a, a woman yeah. inside the bit. Go ahead. I say you don't really need to because you got your MacIver, you got your big mama. There, there's other people to remember. You don't, you know, you don't really have to remember the That's mayor. True. You know, yeah, I don't remember Mayor Bender. But it's like also there's inside the bank. There's a woman named Casey Kennedy, like probably the woman on the cover. And then she tries to like stop the heist. So, but here's what we have. <laughs> I wonder if you can guess what we put here in the review. It was something to the and I haven't seen this in a long time, but it's something like there's a man named McIver. He's yep. not the first. He's <laughs> not the second. He's the third. So there's at least three men, maybe now four or more men named McIver yep. Jones the third or, or fourth, etc. Exactly right. So yeah. Yeah, first know about the name McIver Jones the third. It is awesome. <laughs> So hopefully his legacy should live on. So he looks like a cross between Robert Townsend and Carl Weathers. And he had to wait till 29 minutes. So we had a McIver watch. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. We're always watching out for our favorite people. But, you know, That's it's like, kind of like they keep you in suspense. You know, it's a, they make you wait for the best characters. <laughs> that is so true. Just like when I was waiting for uh, Jeremy Pittman in the system. It was like a good 20 plus minutes. And I watched. Oh, what about. Oh, sorry. But what, what about, about the. Uh, the uh, what about no rules? Didn't Gary Busey not show up till like eighty minutes in or something? Yeah, eighty minutes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like the movie was almost over, but he just kind of shows up at the last Isn't minute. Like I think his name was Levon Little or something. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. That movie need uh, color correction, more lights, Tom Sizemore. What's that? Well, and lights. Yeah, 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 lights. Because I like you keep saying about no rules, so people should try to check out if you can. It's hilarious. <laughs> Did you ever talk about this on the podcast yet? No, no rules? I I don't think so. So to make a long story short, it's a punch fighting movie. It's from 2005, and it has Randy Couture, Gary Busey, and Tom Sizemore, and Busy Bone, and Bruce Buffer. So. <laughs> Isn't and um, doesn't it have someone else of of note? Um, well, there's a Pamela Anderson cameo. Oh, yes. And I think, was it Run DMC? It's, I don't remember which member, but there is a Run DMC member that just kind of shows up. There's, there's like these cameos that are just very kind of strange. And Yeah, it's a strange movie. So I just wish it, and, uh, you know, you could see it. <laughs> yeah. But back to uh, McIver Jones III. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a McIver watch. Which sounds like a brand name for a watch. Yeah, I have a MacIver watch on. It's got like members only. <laughs> well, the guy has members only jacket and a headband, so you know he's an evil gang member. What's, now, this is a very interesting review here because we're not really kind of like kind of bashing it, really. Um, well, maybe that was before we really understood things like this. You know? Okay, a good point. Maybe, well, but see, but Riddle with Bullets is a very similar kind of movie. 
that we have on the site sucks. That still sucks. Well, that that does suck. That, that, yeah. I don't think there's any fixing that. But I think this provoked, you know, maybe we should go back and take a look at what back. we said. Yeah, let's go back. Because I'm looking up through right now. I don't really see any, like, negatives or saying. Well, we said technical aspects of the film are inept. So... Mm. You know, compared to some other things we've seen, they're really not that bad. That's a you know? great point. So, you know, I think that was really it was early on in the in, in the development of the website. I, I just maybe we're not giving provoked a fair shake. I agree, and also there's a machine gun Joe. Oh, what the character? Oh, machine gun Joe. That's his name. Oh, so the the name we always say up until this yeah. day it came from provoked. It did. It is played by an actor named Joe Sprosty. Sounds <laughs> like I want to say Frosty. So like, as you get at the at the Wendy's, right? So like, um, yeah. I get my frosty. Why I drove at, at Wendy's? I don't know. <laughs> he he likes fast breath. food. Go ahead, Brett. He likes fast food. Yeah, it's, maybe that's why. It's like he likes his KFC. Which I gotta say, it's not that good. KFC. You know, if you have to pick fast food, don't pick there. So like, uh, but yeah. So Machine Gun Joe, that's his name. He livens things up. And he should have done more. So this is Ray Don home video, which is a very hard movie to find. We got it. What I think Time Tunnel. Yeah. Well, you know Ray Don. Yeah, they they were kind of a smaller label. Um, you know, there were, I don't think their releases made it to a ton of video stores. Um, but uh, you know, they were kind of like a lower budget, lower tier video label. But you know, they they had some releases, and you know, this was one of them. And, um, I, yeah, I agree. I think I, you know, I think we did kind of like this, so we're gonna have to revise this review. And is but, it in the small type? Because also that is true. Yes. Yeah, so okay, we're really gonna have to do a fix up. <laughs> I think. Sure, happy to do that. And the last thing we said was, we think it is time to get your Macaver Jones the Third on. <laughs> well, so how could any movie like that get like a bad review? It just doesn't make sense. I agree. So we'll go to our next movie in one moment. But just the, the when just the scene where Big Mama says, "Give me money," that is worth the <laughs> price of admission alone. I mean, that is hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. I can't agree. Give me money. I we I, we do kind of still quote this movie. I know we talk about MacIver all the time. We we Machine Gun Joe entered our lexicon. They're yeah. the person who provides weapons in any movie. We we still quote "Give me money." Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, provoked. Actually, looking back, it was a pretty you know important movie in our development. When you look at it, yeah, that's a great point. So now let's talk about the next 1989 movie, which I have up is Snake Eater. Oh, we ever talked about this? Or do you ever do animals? It's like we might have done this one. We might have, but we could quickly go through it. I feel like we have mentioned Snake Eater. I'll skip but... Snake Eater then. Oh, okay. We'll go to, we'll go to Train the... to Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Just that, you know, is this the one with the boater cycle? Yes, it's the, the boater cycle. Okay. okay. So this has, it has a boater cycle. Okay, moving on. You're moving on. <laughs> well, why waste time with uh, with details? When yeah, we can just yeah. say, this movie has a vehicle that's a boater cycle, and then... And... And just, and that's just it. Say what that is, if people know what we're talking about. I don't know. It's like a hovercraft meets a jet ski meets a motorcycle meets a boat. Um, it's it's a it's a hot new form of transportation Let's bring that it back. should be taking off. You know, people talk about these dang electric cars. You can't go anywhere with them. They, they you know they got no plugins. 
So it's like, <laughs> and it's cold. It's, you know, it's winter. It's been cold across the country, and they don't work in the cold. I mean, come on. No, people are like frozen out of their own car, and then when you go anytime you get in your electric vehicle, it's no battery because it's cold. <laughs> so like yeah, great great technology you got there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, great technology you got there. You goofballs. It's like so. This is ridiculous. All right, I'm going to the next movie. So okay. <laughs> you're storming out of this movie and going into a next. Movie. <laughs> okay, we're talking Train to Kill. So Frank Zagarino, Chuck Connors, Ron O'Neill, Harold Diamond from um, what Killing American Style, Marshall Teague. Henry Silva and Robert Zadar. I mean, what a, what a lineup! What a lineup! <laughs> that half that would be enough for us. Oh, and Lisa Allen from Dam River. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. All right. So now the plot of Train to Kill is going to take a moment. Okay, so Ed Cooper, played by Chuck Connors, is a rifleman. <laughs> that awesome as he shoots that gun. Well, listen. That's I know we've talked about this, where the TV shows back in the old days would old days would say the name of the show. So yeah, they don't do that now. I think we don't. No, we rifleman. Death Valley Days. Yeah, Death Valley Days, or there's a Fat Masterson <laughs> and Man with a Camera. Oh yeah, 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 I love that. I gotta watch that. You you enjoyed all the episodes? Yeah, good. yeah I did. I did. Okay. I did enjoy it. It's good. Yeah. And so Ed Cooper, led by Chuck Connors, is a former Vietnam vet who had a son many years ago of a Cambodian woman. Now, Sam, I guess the son, has come home, played by, uh, what's his name here? Glenn Eaton, has come home to the Cooper family in Los Angeles. He's welcomed to the USA by the Cooper's biological son, Matt, played by Frankie Zagarino. And family friend Cotton, played by Ron O'Neill. And Matt's girlfriend, Jesse, played by Lisa Aleph. Uh, however, spoiling all this newfound family bliss, the gang of baddies, the head of which is the slick Ace Duran. Now, can you guess who that might be in this movie? Um, I, well, you might as well just say. All right, Henry Silva. Oh, right, right, because he's the bad guy. Because right? he has an evil face. And Ace Duran, kind of a cool name, though. He, he's dispatching his best heavies. Felix, Marshall Teague, L- Loxin? <laughs> it's L-O-C, like tone low, kind of. Loxin? And Majak, M-A-J-Y-K, played by Robert Zadar. So now there's like a home invasion, and then um, Ed and his wife get attacked. So now it's time for Sam, Matt, Cotton, and Jesse to uh, get revenge. So what do you remember from this one? Um, posters on the wall. Oh, good memory. It's like, what did what what do we say about the posters and like the, and the I mean, no, decor? To, oh yeah, travel posters. What, how do you remember this stuff? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just remember maybe that stuck with me that it's like well. Throw up some travel posters. And, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> kind of like there's a very small USA flag in like these like uh, Filipino movies. Like we're in America. <laughs> yeah, but in this, it's like they went to a travel agent and got some posters and then that was their decor for the movie. Um, but I think we liked the movie, right? 
We did enjoy it a lot. It was a lot of fun. What did you get kind of the spirit of it? You got Ron O'Neill. You get to do a sword fight. It's an exploding helicopter. Um, and Frank Zagamino set the new standard in ripped shirt technology. <laughs> oh. So, see, we said this, this should have been shelf filler, but it's so much fun. You, you rise above its station. Well, I do love when that happens. That's why you have to watch everything, because you never know when you're going to get a movie like this that yeah. surprises you. <laughs> It was v- released on VHS by Mallow Film. Which I think I have that copy. So, yeah, um, that's another one. It's like a foreign company that released some other uh, things of this ilk. Well, I think Mallow Film, they put out the uncut version in Canada of King of the Kickboxers. Right, right. Which is the extra two minutes of footage. Which you now, have. I have. That was the... Uh, I had to get it from Canada. I had to buy it from Canada. So, or did I? I'll double check that. No, I don't. I actually got it from Canada. So it's like. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, that's where they had the uncut tape. Sometimes they sneak in, you know, these VHS things in the U.S., like these Mallow films, like in America. So, But that was a good one. Did you ever watch? You ever watched the uncut version of King of the Cake Box? Mm, I don't believe so. I think the last time I saw it was when we watched it for the website, and that was a long time ago. Which we watched. I remember like being so excited to get that tape. <laughs> I have King of the Kickboxers. You mean the first one you got? The first one, yeah. Yeah, not one. when you got the Mallow film version. I think I didn't know that at the time. You know, I did my research. So yeah, I would check this one out. We said uh, pick it up for cheap. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And also, I think... Um, what did I think? Oh, yeah, one more thing about it. Chuck Connors is... Does wear his Brooklyn Dodgers jacket. Yeah, around this time, I think he insisted that he wear in every movie. Oh, and Robert Zadar has a flamethrower. <laughs> do people need to watch this movie? <laughs> I mean, do we need to come up with more reasons for people to watch it? I mean, that's a pretty good <laughs> list of reasons. Let's see. We're going to go to our next 1989, which is... We didn't talk about this one before. Did we do... We did um, Robert Ginty, right? Did we talk about Out on Bail? <laughs> Well, I, on Connoisseur's show, he, he did Ginty more beef stew. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if we ever talked about Out on Bail. We may have, but not no, in we'll depth. This oh. is not a um, bag full of gems. Seems like it. This is just random 1989 movies we have on the site. But we're going to go to this one instead, which is Miami Cops. And <laughs> the, the, you got to love the pit. You got to love the cover because it's Shafts, Richard Roundtree. He's back and he's bad. He's like picking up Harrison Muller Jr. Like by the by the collar is like really mad at him. <laughs> Even though aren't they buddies in the movie? Well, he or... has to look kind of like, oh, I can't stand you, Harrison Muller Jr. <laughs> well, it seemed like there was like a couple weeks back then, whenever that year was, where it seemed like every movie we watched had Harrison Muller Jr. Yeah, and... or Asher Browner. <laughs> right. So wait, this has <laughs> well, it's either one of them. Harrison was... Harrison Browner Jr. I don't know. Well, it has one of them. And uh <laughs> It's like, was this on purpose? I just They kept popping up in that just very short period of time. Well, here's the we used to watch a lot of these movies on the site, or when the site was, like, starting, on Action on Demand on Comcast. It was, like, a it was like a special channel. And it only had was Miami Cops or Final Executioner or Asher Browner. It was, like... <laughs> so they had access to only Harrison Muller Jr. movies. Yeah. I mean, isn't that's very odd, isn't it? Like, 
I'd like to see how that worked. It's like, well, we we have a new channel for Comcast. Uh, what do you what do you got? Well, we have Ashley. We have Harrison Miller Jr. movies. Um, sure, that's all they had. Well, we have this movie. Does it have Harrison Muller Jr.? Oh no, and we don't want it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like they just selectively only pick movies that had Harrison Muller. So, let's talk about Miami Cops. The great Richard Roundtree portrays Gamble. He's a jaded detective working the mean streets of Detroit. He's teamed up with rookie Bobby Delaware. <laughs> okay, you're gonna give me someone's last name. Like my name was like Tyler Connecticut. It's like or Johnny Knoxville. Well, that's yeah. Is that his real name, or is it Jonathan? I, Jonathan Knoxville. <laughs> right. I never actually looked into that, but I guess a state could be your name. I, I guess I always, I always talk about. Well, not the that Knoxville's a state, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I know what you mean by that. Delaware, Johnny Texas, would be a little bit too much on the nose, you know. Oh yeah, so he's he a rookie, Bobby Delaware. Seems Delaware became a cop because his father, Philip Delaware, was killed while trying to take down some uh, drug smugglers. And now the junior Delaware wants revenge. It's like Delaplane, you know, Craig D. Nelson. That doesn't come quickly. And now the seasoned cop and the naive rookie go around town stopping baddies. And Delaware slowly finds answers about his father's death. And then eventually their quest takes them to Italy, because that's where this movie was filmed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because they were already there. Yeah, they're already there. (laughs) Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Um, Will Gamble and Delaware be able to settle the score? Now, what do you remember about this before I go more into it? Uh, Everything I said before about the time when everything seemed to have Harrison Muller Jr. in it. As far as the movie, I don't know. Okay. Um, Well, you know, because it was 1989. And so, you know, well, I believe uh, Miami Vice had gone off the air. So they needed oh, more did? Miami cops. Well, I think it went off. I think it oh, uh, didn't it go. I think it lasted till. Well, maybe it didn't at that time. But I, um, but cops in Miami was still a very hot <laughs> idea. So hence Miami, not Miami Vice. It's Miami cops. It's Miami cops. So we said this is, you know, Italian. We said knockoff. I think that's kind of a negative. This is an Italian masterpiece attempt at Miami Vice. <laughs> but well, maybe little, we should revise that too. Yeah, we'll have to revise. I'm doing these old reviews today. Um, but we said that Delaware smacks of an English as a second language attempt at writing a name that sounds American. <laughs> so the logic is airtight. Just name after the U.S. state. But we got to say that Richard Roundtree really carries this movie. I think it's a really, I think it's a really fun movie. He has an awesome maroon blazer, which matches his maroon car. <laughs> so, have you ever color coordinated with your vehicle? And then he has a really snazzy gold number suit. So because he goes undercover at the chassis disco, and it looks like he's going to be in the Sam and Dave tribute act. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Miami Vice did go off the air in '89. It did. Okay, thank you for yeah. telling me because it's like I wasn't sure. Wait, Sam and Dave. Um, that's hold on, oh, Soul Man. Hold on, I'm coming, I believe. Yeah, that's a good, you're both good songs. Yellow Sam and Dave. So, like, well, but are we here to talk about uh, Richard and Harrison? Not yeah, Richard, Harrison. Richard Harrison. Right, and also the, the, the main bad guy is named Curtis Grover, or Grover Curtis. <laughs> Not sure. And he, has a, 
Yeah, and he has a pale purple sweater and silly uh, sunglasses. So, but see, Harrison Muller wears well-tailored suits. And there's also an, an obese guy named Uncle Andy. <laughs> Dude, I don't remember that at all. And I watched this somewhat recently again. <laughs> Uncle Andy? Uh, I, I, that's gone. That's even gone since my last rewatch. But I gotta say, this was pre- I think it was pretty entertaining. Cause you, you I think we liked t- Miami Cops. Overall, we, I think we did like it. And it's Richard Roundtree, man. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he played detective. Uh, what's his name? Bishop or, or wait, Gamble? Bishop? Or, yeah, yeah he, this time he's, he's uh, Officer Gamble. Because remember Getting Even? That was a good one. Um, I think that's a very similar movie to this. Almost like they shot him back to back or something. Yeah, I think our buddy Harrison Muller Jr. is in there, right? So, so. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I think we watched an action on demand. That's all I had. So we'll go to our next 1989 movie, which is Dirty Games. Stars Jan Michael Vincent and Valentina Vargas. All right, this we watched a lot more recently. Like, yes. We watched this within the past at least one or two years. Yes, so maybe you remember more of this one. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, here we go. So Johannes Kepler was an astronomer and mathematician that lived from 1571 to 1630. Okay. It was considered a scientific pioneer and genius in the fields of expertise. Kepler West isn't quite in that level played by Jan Michael Vincent, but he's close. When Kepler West reconnects with an old flame doctor, old flame doctor Nicola Kendra in Africa, um, they fall like into the trap of this like uh where does it say here? is nuclear storage facility and danger follows. Um, and there's also a bat, and there's an evil assassin named Von Kleff. Do you remember Von Kleff? Nope. <laughs> and then there's, it's a race against time before the big blow up. <laughs> That's what we put. Um, yeah, what do you remember of this one? Hmm. Kepler West. Um, well, it's an AIP movie. Yes. Um, it's. Maybe it doesn't have the, the level of action you might think. That's correct. Yes. Um, this one with Britt Eklund? No, that's um, Cold Heat. Right, oh, right, Cold Heat. Yeah. Now it had a lot of really random explosions that were really funny. <laughs> I think we really liked Cold Heat, or at least yeah. more than this. Yes, that's basically what we're saying. We said it's not bad, but it's sort of mediocre. It plays out like a 97-minute episode of Airwolf. Do, 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 do. I love Airwolf. Are you going to rewatch? Are you going to watch that show? Or? <laughs> well, rewatch. I've never seen Airwolf. Um, well, maybe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never say never. I mean, you could watch that and the Blue Thunder show and have a lot of helicopters. Well, <laughs> I don't have the Blue Thunder show, just the movie. But I've seen it, though. It used to be on TV for a little bit. And it was a good show. Cause I, you got all these cool helicopters. You know, these cops. <laughs> having a uh, a hot vehicle was very big at that time. Knight Rider, the 18 van, um, Street oh, Hawks, motorcycle. Yeah, Street Hawk. <laughs> well, Jesse Mock is a police troubleshooter. Yeah. <laughs> he was a police troubleshooter. <laughs> it's also George Clooney's best work. Yes, yeah, it is. He was Jesse Mock's buddy. He was, like, but I think he became evil. He's a cocaine addict or something. Right, right. I mean... Yeah, there were buddies from back in the day, but now he's evil. Yeah. 
I saw a commercial with clones. You know, it looks it's stupid. Like you buy that, like you know, take some chocolate or something. Like he should go back to what? being on guest spots for no reason, like Airwolf, or he should use those random guest spots. Just go back to that. He see, he thinks he's too. He probably thinks he's too good to do that. Wouldn't that be funny? He just like he's on like the rookie and he's on SVU and he's on, like blue bloods. Like, That's what he should be doing. Just, wouldn't that be, if I was George Clooney, I would just do that. It'd be it's kind of funny. It's like it's not well, then he doesn't have to commit to a whole show like ER or where yeah. he because uh, he was on both, um, uh, where it's like seven hundred episodes. Just do like one or two. It's a lot easier. I think because he's. He's become, you know, boring. You know, I'm sorry, I hate to say that, but he doesn't make anything good. It's like the American was, I don't know if you watched the American. I think you said it was boring or something, right? You want to be bored? Watch the American. Again, he's trying to be prestige. But let's go back to doing funny guest spots, you know. Like, what else is on TV? You know, it's like, it's like just be on any show now. <laughs> like, uh, what's on TV? I don't know. I just, like 90 Day Fiance? I just... Uh, what what's that? <laughs> we said what's on TV. So I said ninety day. Uh, 90 oh, that'd be day hilarious day. if he was on ninety day fiance, George Clooney, or anybody. He's just like, wait, Tom Cruise is on ninety day fiance. <laughs> yeah, get these bigger stars to be on these low rent shows. That would, yeah, no one would see that coming. Like, oh, who could be on Love After Lockup? You know, maybe uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know who's an A list star. Right? <laughs> I don't know someone Probably. someone big. I gotta think of someone. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt or let's say I don't know uh, Hemsworth or something. I love after lockup. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Like he's like, hi, I'm Brad. I'm just looking for love after lockup. And it's like, <laughs> oh, so he's looking for love after. I just thought he would like be there for just an episode. Oh. I don't, you know. Oh, no. Well, yeah, he just he just randomly just cut to him for no reason. Well, he's like a, he's just happens to be at the lockup one day. Yeah, it's like I'm just visiting. I'm just visiting as they say in Monopoly. It's like, no, I'm not at the jail. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Get these big stars being low rent shows. We got something there. Well, All right, so yeah. a couple more things about Kepler West or Dirty Games. <laughs> so, yeah, J- JMV has a similar bomber jacket, and it also, but there's no Dominic Santini. <laughs> well, that is the major downflaw. I mean, downflaw? I guess I made up a name. It is a downflaw. Yeah. <laughs> so the major downflaw of this movie is that Borgnine is not involved. But that's also the flaw of any movie. Yeah. Where Borgnine's not involved. We need more Borgnine, as we always say. And also, but Kepler West wears uh, shorts most of the time, it says. These are party shorts. <laughs> so, Interesting. They're really wearing party shorts. Uh, let's see. So, but don't forget, this is about nuclear storage. So, this is the original storage war. Right. Well, that's true. It was storage war. <laughs> I never understood that. Okay. I get that storage space. It was just a bunch of boxes of books and just like, why would like people were bidding? What's going to be in there? They're hoping for something big, I guess. I mean, you got to be lucky. Like, <laughs> I'd say. And this is a show, it's been out for like 20 years. <laughs> It's a lot of storage. Like Cake Boss or these cake shows. <laughs> well, you're just coming up with ideas for the A-list celebrities to uh, appear on. You want more? Well, no, you already said more. You know, storage Wars, Cake Boss. Okay, so who would be on? Okay, so yeah, who would be? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't think of these people. It's like, I don't know who's popular anymore. Oh, I know, Ryan Gosling on Storage Wars. Perfect. 
or cake buzz. It's like <laughs> right. He he could be the guy on the cake, like the wedding cake, you know, the um, you know, the groom. Yeah. <laughs> he could do that easily. That'd be great. Let's do a couple more here. I have to get my movie ready. Okay, so our next movie. And a classic. Well, we're gonna do this one for now. Nom Angels. So Sirio Santiago. That's correct. And the plot says during the Vietnam War, Lieutenant Calhoun, played by Brad Johnson, uh, is and he's taken prisoner by a a tribal group run by a mysterious white man, who's also a round eye, (laughs) named Oddly Chard, (laughs) played by Vernon G. Wells. Uh, the top brass consider them consider the trap men expendable, but Johnson does the only logical thing. I guess he's still around. Lieutenant Calhoun. He recruits four Hell's Angels for a five-day mission and bribes them with millions of dollars of gold dust hidden in the hills of Nam. The Angels reluctantly agree, but there's some trouble and strife along the way. <laughs> it's a great idea for a movie. I mean, Isn't that awesome? It's like you just recruit Hell's Angels to kill people, <laughs> and you know the title is a lot more literal than you might think. You know, it's they're Hell's Angels and they're not. They're non angels. It's brilliant. But, but you know, the what? round eye, the mysterious white man, that's a lot like White Ghost. True. Uh, but his name is Chard, which is not like Chard Hayward. Right. He's in killing the killing so, killing styles or uh, someone yeah. that has a in early role. It's killing, like, uh, killing zone. No, killing zone is a Malibu. Oh, right, right. It's killing something. I'll double check. Um, so we we love this one. <laughs> we did. I, I'm glad, but I don't really remember because it was just like it has what you want. It has your pew pew shooting. It has your bar fights. It has just like um, it's just pure silliness. But also, we saw a DVD of this. This is some scenes were re-edited. But I think there might be another print hanging around. But it was still fun. And has your your bikers popping wheelies. It's like <laughs> so, do, what do you remember? Right. Mm, that's pretty much what I remember. I mean, you know, it's like a serial type movie, but um, but it has you know, more motorcycles than usual. Um, so the movie, uh, the about, Killing Game. You read about yeah, it's the Killing Game. The killing game, chard, chard. That's like a vegetable, right? I believe it is Swiss chard. Yeah, what is that? Like kind of like a squash? Uh, possibly, but I think the idea behind chard is that you know, every you know, if it's, like you take the name Richard, most people will take the first part and they call you rich. Yeah, he must have thought, I'll take the second part. You can call me chard. Yeah, <laughs> just to I be different. It. Well, maybe on the next 1980 great, because The Killing Game came out in 1988. Oh, yeah. About- we'll have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nomadals. Yeah. So, check it out. Because it's like, it's one of the, it seems to be a thing about serial movies. You just have to be into the spirit of it, and you'll enjoy it. If you're not, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> so, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. It, no, it makes sense. So, let's see. I'm going to a couple more. Let's do... I'm going to save this one for last. Here we go. The Bronx Executioner. Okay. It's an Italian movie. 
Well, oh, we just did an Italian, didn't we? We just did Miami Cops. Let's just do a different one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to do two more. I'm going to save that one for last. Okay. So here, okay. Gonna, two more. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 1989 at the classic movie. Our 800 review, which was Gleaming the Cube. Oh, okay. Well, sure. Gleaming the Cube is it's a the video store classic and just a classic all around. Christian Slainer and Stephen Bauer and Tony Hawk <laughs> or Anthony Hawk. Um, oh, you gotta love this movie. Brian Kelly is a radical, cool teenager and he has <laughs> he's, he has that awesome hair. And he has a close relationship with his Vietnam, Vietnamese adopted brother named Vin, played by Art Chadabala. And also, uh, Brian Kelly has an awesome friends, <laughs> including Buddy, with my Tony Hawk, and the wonderfully named Yabo. Remember Yabo? I do remember Yabo, yes. So, bad news. His brother gets killed in a shady way. So, so now, Brian Kelly has to clean the cube. <laughs> and figure out what's going on. So, this movie's awesome. <laughs> you said, well, you'll be in hog heaven. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, just, I, you know, I just, I remember seeing it, I think, around the yeah. time it came out on video. I mean, I, I remember it goes back that far with me. Like, I remember seeing it a, a very long time ago. And what'd you think? Like, whoa, I want to be Brian Kelly. Probably. But I definitely wanted his hair. His hair is freaking awesome. That's what I explained it on, on audio. It's like this spiky blonde hair, hairdo. It's like, it looks awesome. And interestingly, as of this recording, there is no U.S. Blu-ray release. So this, Really? There's no Blu-ray as of today of Gleaming the Cube in the U.S. So I, that definitely needs to be rectified. I mean, would, that's it, crazy. I, is it, like, I'm, I'm guessing it has something to do with rights issues for music, but I really don't know. Well, uh, yeah, there's... A lot of cool songs, and also <laughs> the title song. Is that what you're gonna start singing? Well, no, I, was, I wasn't gonna sing that just yet. Which was um, <laughs> the Christian Slater as Brian is the ultimate California '80s cool kid. So, if you ever wondered what it'd be like if Jack Nicholson was a skateboarding teen, <laughs> <you go. laughs> well, that's pe something people wonder all the time. <laughs> the common thought, people. So, picture that for a second. So, you got Jack Nicholson. Let's say now. He's on a skateboard. <laughs> and he has like a very crudely made, like blonde, spiky wig. Like, yes. I'm and, like, cool. Like, I'm cool yeah. with the kids. <laughs> this picture. This and he's like smoking. He has like a cigarette in his mouth and he's going very he's, slowly on a skateboard. He's like 65 to 70 years old. <laughs> Jack <laughs> might be even older than that at this point. I'm not sure. I guess I'm giving him a, I'm giving, I'm sharing a couple of years off. Well, that's what he did when he wanted to be like his idol, Brian Kelly. I wish someone asked uh, Christian Slater if Jack Nicholson ever watched them. <laughs> or Jack well, how would Christian Slater know that? Oh, I should ask Jack Nicholson. You know, someone should ask Jack Nicholson. Someone should ask that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Someone should ask Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, I know it's easy to get him confused, but. Uh... Well, if you go to one of his Laker games, someone could ask him. It's like he's a, he still goes to those, I assume. Oh, well, I, I probably the only person who's ever going to do this is you. So you're yeah. just going to have to run into <laughs> Jack at some point. At some point, game. get killer seats. Wait for Jack to be there and ask him. What's oh, yeah. a stupid yeah. question? <laughs> right. 
go away. He didn't bother me. He'd probably just like shoo you away. Yeah, I know. I know. Or he was like, you know, I just watched it on VHS last night. <laughs> well, he has to watch it on VHS because there hasn't been a release after that. That's, that's true. Also, I want to mention one more thing about Brian's uh, outfit, which he has an acid watch denim jacket with a Metallica patch on the sleeve. Um, awesome alert. Yeah. <laughs> so we gotta say people need to watch this movie. It's some really cool skateboarding stunts. That part where he breaks through the glass with his skateboard. Yeah, of course. That's a big part, yeah. That's a rewindable <laughs> moment. And I went, Yes. <laughs> and also, isn't there like a Vietnamese video store? Good memory. It's called Balsa Video. So that has to be real because I don't think they would just make that up, you know. No, it has to be a real place. That's oh, and Stephen Bowers like the cop on the case about the murder. Also, just to get that out there, because <laughs> the other title is called A Brother's Justice, right? And I think that was going to be the title just up until like the last minute. And I think at the last minute they changed it to Gleaming the Cube. But there's some story behind that. I'll look it up. So, just watch it now. Buy it on VHS and eBay, or Amazon, and watch it. It might be a DVD, but I think it's really expensive, last I checked. Right, because that's the last kind of digital release and of it. You And you don't have a copy? On no. Oh, I think I have a burned copy from uh, a VHS. You do, Okay, maybe that's why I thought you had something. I do have something, but it's not much. I mean, you, I, you can watch it. But uh, if, if a Blu-ray ever comes out, I will buy it. Good. I ho- What is the holdup? You know, I mean, Rad got a Blu-ray release. We're right there. Yeah, yeah, and Thrashin got one, and um, yeah. I don't so. think Christian Slater's embarrassed by it. There's an interview on uh, YouTube. He's talking to Tony Hawk about going with the Cube. It's like, so we'll go to our last movie from 1989. Can you guess what this might be? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no, I can't. I'm okay. sorry. Well, it's a super classic, and it is. Collision course. Oh, man. I, you know, I'm always happy to talk about collision course. I feel like we have mentioned it quite a few times, but hey. Oh, because there are different hot dogs and sushi. Maybe we did talk about this. We guaranteed a lot of actions. We guaranteed a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. Well, doesn't, doesn't the phrase, uh, you know, um, uh, br- brutally slaughtering Randall Tex Cobb ring a bell? <laughs> yes. Which Jay Leno clearly did. Yeah, so we can just do this quick kind of version. You just have fun with it. Just like <laughs> this was the thing you were saving for last. Like, oh, I gotta save this for last. You know? But I guess we, we. I don't remember even. I guess we always talk. Well, maybe about we it. never did. Maybe we only mentioned the highlights. You know, the right. the slaughter of Randall Tex Cobb by Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, we never really talked about it in full. Maybe. And, and then we'll the, that. And it's still always playing on HBO today, because if you want HBO on demand, I think it's still there. Because it's a, I think it was one of the one of the first HBO made productions. Yeah, so it's always so they made it. You know, they didn't just air the movie; they made the movie. So it was always, always, always on because they, you know, it's their thing. So that's the genius of Tony Costas. So yeah, um, let's talk Tony. You know, okay. Tony so uh, yeah, start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, let's talk Tony. Tony Costas. Jay, men are like this, but women are like this, Leno. <laughs> men are like this, women are like this, Leno. He's a Detroit police detective, as you might expect. Uh, Fujisuka Nasuro, Paparina, is a detective first class in Japan. 
when his chief, Kaito, sent to Detroit to investigate the corporate intrigue behind a very special car part that can revolutionize the auto industry, he immediately picks up Jay Leno and tells him to find him. Okay. <laughs> Jay Leno so, loves cars. Makes sense. That's true. He loves his car. I like my cars. Um, now, they don't get along at first because they're as different as hot dog and sushi. But eventually, they learn to work together. This cast is amazing for this movie. You got Jay Leno, Jason Leno, Patrick Morita, uh, Ernie Hudson, Chris Sarandon, Mike Starr, Tom Noonan, and Randall Tex Cobb, who gets slaughtered by Jay Leno towards the end of the movie. So like, <laughs> well, it is. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the buddy cop or just cop comedy movie, action movie was very big at this time. It's really like a cross between Action Jackson, because it's about the auto industry in Detroit, but also Red Heat, but a fish out of water cop. Because I think if they made those today, you could still have some fun. We don't have any buddy cop comedies really anymore. They try to like to have one once in every couple of like years now, but never works. You just you need to have it now or back in the day because that's how it works. It's like you need someone like a you know James Belushi or someone who's like a crude dude with an attitude. You know, it has to be <laughs> he has to be eating a hot dog and he has to. You know, maybe you know have tro- you know troubles with his wife, and he drinks on the side, and he says whatever he wants, including politically incorrect things. So yeah. we're not likely to get that these days. No, we, we can't say anything. We have to walk on eggshells. People are like, like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> right, we can't have Tony Costas anymore. No, he, <laughs> Tony Costas. Of course, there was Tony Costas. So. Well, I mean, he was Jay Leno. You know, he had Doritos at this time. You know, crunch all you want. We'll make more. <laughs> did you did you listen to that? You know, because you bought Dor- uh, Doritos. Or was Doritos or Tostitos? No, it was definitely Doritos. Doritos. I wasn't sure. Okay, it was Doritos. Okay. It, and it wasn't Fritos. Is the other thing. So. <laughs> Do you like Fritos? It's like, um, I think. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Fritos. I mean, yeah. um, don't really ever buy them, but uh, they're kind of greasy. Yeah, it's like corn nuts, kind of like a corn nut. Oh, yeah, because like well, yeah, they're made out of corn, I think. So, right, that, so I can like, see why you'd say that. Well, it's a corn chip, you know, it's just like. <laughs> but yeah, people need to watch this movie now. Uh, by I think it's on a very, it's, it might be on DVD. So people, this is a VHS classic. You have to watch it on VHS. Yeah, you go to your local video store, assuming you didn't have HBO where it's always on. Yeah. You could right. catch it in your local video store. And wasn't there an ad? Um, <laughs> what am I thinking of? It was before. Oh, what, of. Oh, so, well, wait, what is it? What is it? So uh, there's an ad after the movie is over, informing us that if we weren't fully entertained, we could send in our rental receipt and get a full refund. Now, who on God's green earth would do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I can't imagine what sort of person would actually do that. It's like I wasn't fully entertained by Collision Course. Where's my three dollars? I mean, just yeah. come on, get a life. Because. This is fun. It's a really fun movie to watch. It's like you, you kick back, you watch your Costas, you watch your Pat Morita, and Pat did something amazing in it towards the end. I was well, going to say, there, there, yeah, we won't spoil it, but there's a great scene towards the end. You got to wait, but it's worth the wait. And it's just, you laugh. I, it, what a hit. It's like, <laughs> but don't forget, it has fruit cart chases, it has your classic black yelling chief. It's, uh, everything you want. So, 
Yeah. So, you know, it was back in the day when you could have a silly, funny movie that, you know, it's just enjoyable to watch, doesn't have any sort of real darkness to it or some sort of political yeah, agenda. It's just, well, yeah, except for the slaughtering of Randall Texcott <laughs> by Jay Leno. We always have to say that it's by Jay Leno. By you know, don't want anyone to think it was by someone else. No, Jay Leno shot like in the chest and, and heart <laughs> and he died horribly. It's yes, like, in, in, in <laughs> gruesome uh, slow motion. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's almost. And it, well, maybe he wanted to show that he wasn't just a guy who wears a denim shirt who talks yeah. about cars and the differences yeah. between men and women and O.J. Simpson. Yeah, uh, He wanted to show that he could actually shoot someone, I guess. But here's the thing, you know, dancing Edo's when he was doing that. Well, that's true. That was, well, he was in his glory. Like during the OJ thing, he was in yeah. his glory. Like he was, that was just like top, you know, that's like prime Leno, you know. I mean, that Never is, mind that people got killed for real and it's not yeah, funny. It's he made a lot of hay about that. He was, there was OJ jokes nonstop for years. That's a good point. I mean, I don't think you do that today. Like they never really do Robert Blake. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> but yet, OJ is full of these jokes. I mean, like, two people were actually murdered, actually slaughtered. Hey, and then, and then along comes exactly by someone, and then along yeah. comes Jay Leno with his with his wacky jokes. I don't know. I, I, I guess uh, I don't know. I, I'm, the, I'm torn because on the one hand, we were just railing against political correctness and not yeah. censoring anyone, but on the other hand, how about some sensitivity and decorum? I mean, it's a tough line. But I guess here's it's, here's the answer. He harped on it too long. That's the problem. You know. I, yeah, he kept going and going and going. It just went on too long. If he just maybe did a little less, we wouldn't have noticed, you know. I think that's it. The thing is, I will say that Dancing Edos is funny. Oh, and yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Dancing Edos. I have no problem see, with Dancing Edos. If he was really kind of a heartless guy, he would do like the dancing Ron Goldman's. And that's well, a way yeah, exactly. No, no one ever said he was heartless. I just, I, I, I don't know. If I he was, if he was heartless, he would. Yeah, heartless. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So if I did it. Uh, yeah, if, if. Well, you can't say you can say OJ Simpson, but we can't say what he did. Maybe. Like, then again, we don't not. want to be want to, we don't want to be like Jay Leno and always be talking about it. Of course, we only talked about it for a couple of minutes. He did it for probably a total many years? Many hours. Well, a year. I don't know. A long time. Well, I mean, like, because here's the thing. Back in the day, right? Yeah. Uh, you could, we, that's all we had, you know. We had OJ jokes, and that is it. Well, that's true. We had no streaming services, no internet, no. Uh, well, the internet was just starting. It, you know, it didn't take over all of our lives. So yeah, I mean, we. But doesn't it now? We had dancing Edos, and you like it or lump it. Well, yeah, dancing Edos, and we had those funny audio clips of like I am Evo Homer. Yes, I was just talking about that with our friend Anthony about you know. <laughs> You're it's got these audio clips. You can, they're yeah. just like in the beginning of the internet. I, I don't know how we knew they existed or how to find them, but you just, you could download them. And there's just like a Simpsons clip of a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, I am Evil Homer. And also, I think he's Evil Daddy or Groovy. You know, it's like, I remember that one. Were there other ones? Do you remember any of those? Oh, ones? I'm sure there were a million of them. I just don't know. The ones I, that you this, put on the computer. This is so long ago. I just, I, I think there were other Simpsons ones for sure. Um, I just remember Evil Homer. Like, <laughs> I think you could download kind of like an audio file. Back yeah, just like a podcast, except, you know, it was only a couple of seconds because yeah. it was, you know, this technology was new. I wonder if you could have done more back in the day of podcasts. Now podcasts are everywhere, you know. 
Yeah, but, yeah these all these people with their damn podcasts. Everyone's got a podcast. Well, it's like I was, you know, yeah, I know. I went to podcast. And I, I reckon I, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I recognize the irony of the fact that I'm saying yeah. this on a podcast. Yeah. And uh, we don't have a podcast. It's just talk, it's not just isn't a podcast. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're just hearing this in your head. So. <laughs> it's like I was they were talking about that stupid Super Bowl thing. And it's like Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on their podcast. It's like, no. it's like, of course you have a podcast. Are these, I, how, I mean, it's like, so now, like, even inarticulate louts that can barely speak have a podcast? Like, I thought you have to have some loquacious ability in order to have a podcast. Like, how can you be a meathead who can't talk who has a podcast? Exactly. You know, you know we, people love our, you know, sexy, great voices because we can talk oh, yeah. in sentences. You know, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> if it's one thing, I mean, sure, our podcast might not be the best one in the world, but we do speak in complete sentences, and I we, think we can give us give us that. Wait, so Jason Kelsey, the guy I looked, I looked up, is like, he's like some you know beer-bellied loudmouth dum dum. Ah, I'm partying. I'm a party animal, and I have a podcast. It's like shut up, just shut up in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i don't think he'll ever hear us so i think we're safe but, but i guess the, From the wrath of jason kelsey of course is jason kelsey he's just like billy beer he's just like billy, billy beer. carter or, or roger clinton yeah, roger clinton or is there another one oh, if it is Majumbo, has, obama yeah the obama has some secret half brothers yes he does this trump um, brother it's like i don't know uh, he might have passed away i think yeah i think he did yeah the one yeah time. so but, i can't say that it was just this there's like a Robert Trump or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's always, you know, there, not a lot of only children anymore. I think everyone has a brother or sister these days. <laughs> well, that's gotta go. You gotta have someone to hang out with. You know, it's like, <laughs> like Evan Yeah. Who's that? I have a new brother. Wow. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I got Baron Trump. Baron Jeff. Remember Baron Jeff. Remember uh, John Baron. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love John Baron. Let's talk about John Barron for a second, and we'll, we'll let them okay. go. Okay. Like, so, with that, so he was playing John Barron, uh, Trump. <laughs> like, like, he did to trick people. He was basically, you know, if you, to quote uh, Ashton Kutcher, he was punking them. And punk- his 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 character that he came up with was John Barron. So he <laughs> talks to people on the phone, but he has an unmistakable voice. So yeah. I don't know how anyone was tricked by this. It's like I'm John Barron. Okay, it's me, Donald, uh, John Barron. <laughs> right, it's like, are you Donald Trump? Uh, no, I, I'm no, John Barron. <laughs> no, I'm John, I'm John Barron. Okay, believe me, I'm John Barron. Alvin Bragg, I'm John Barron. It's like, I have to say all the names that you know has to say really loudly. <laughs> yes, and, and that, that Donald Trump, he's a great guy. Great guy, like the best yeah, guy. He's the greatest guy. Okay, I'm totally going to win 2024. John Barron is. It's like, <laughs> right, President John Barron. President Barron. Well, I guess that could happen. You know, Barron Trump's a real person. He is a real person, but we might have to wait a while for that to happen. Yeah, I think he's like 16 years old or something. I don't really know. It's like, so you have to be, what, 35 plus to be the press? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I could be well, the that's press. good. See, our, our founding fathers were smart because, you know, they knew back then they didn't want any stupid millennials becoming president. They said <laughs> Exact words. That's in the Constitution. So, no, the so thing that, damn, no Gen Z. Damn millennials. That's what they said. Four score and seven years ago, there are no damn millennials. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's what Lincoln said. Wait, that's the thing we were going to talk about, the thing about Lincoln. Um, right, because he, he did lie from the cherry tree? Or... 
<laughs> yes, he said Lincoln uh, had wooden teeth and he chopped down a cherry tree with his teeth or something. Right? Because you're a historical expert and you know all about this kind of thing. Oh, I knew that. That's in the back of the history book you don't see. It's like, it's like secret history. He chopped right. that. He chopped that tree. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wanted to be like his idol, George Washington. But, <laughs> but you know, they didn't have the internet back then. So no one actually, no one actually saw him do it. You know? And that's the thing. You, people would believe you back then. You know, it's like, if you like actually, I chopped down a cherry tree. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. He chopped up a cherry tree. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That Lincoln did do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the end so of nineteen. That's our history corner. That 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 should be a new segment. Uh, What's that? History. History corner. Yeah. Wait. What'd you call it? I'd come up and review history. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's it's the most accurate history podcast on the internet. I, I totally can think of some more stuff. So. <laughs> well, I bet. In fact, maybe if you do think of any of these wacky things from quote-unquote history, you could write them down. You know, let's say, uh, you know, Garfield got shot. Um, right? Odie He's, got shot. Yeah, Odie got shot. Normal got shot. <laughs> by Tony Costas, brutally slaughtered him. Yeah. <laughs> by Garfield the cat. It's like, that makes sense. Yeah, Garfield did that. He was chewing the sand. He was just like, <laughs> right, Odie and Garfield uh, fought it out. You know, had a gunfight. I think we have something here. <laughs> okay, well, well, let, let's leave on this note. So, uh, comeuppinsreviews.net is the website if you want to read more about these movies. Yeah, take a you know, take a look at Collision Course. Uh, other ones we mentioned, like Provoked. Actually, actually, don't look at Provoked. In for, it's for like a couple more days because we need yeah. to fix it. <laughs> but, but go, 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 look at Provoked in like a week. Okay, one week looking for both. I love that. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be listening to this. So. Yeah, well, this will be up soon. But okay. uh, let's see. Tag Muppets on the Twitter X. Um, Tie Action Rocks on Instagram. I did post. What did I post? Oh, 13th Mission. Um, when he's like Italian. It was, it was okay. Um, and then that's it. Uh, anything else you want to say? I think we covered a lot. I think we covered it all. Um, and, but but do, I do want to say that this is uh, just part one of 1989. There's a lot. Yes. There's, there's a lot of 1989 movies on the website. This is just part one. So I hope people like this or whatever this was because there's going to be more of them. We're just skimming the surface. Oh, really? In, in <laughs> fact, we even mentioned ones that we skipped over. Like uh, It's like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that one. Um, that's true. So there's, I think there's at least 30 plus 1989 movies on the website. Which is unbelievable if you think about it, because our website doesn't cover that much. I mean, it's just amazing that there's so many 1989 movies just on our website alone. Never mind, you know, uh, lots of other movies in different genres. It's just, it was just an amazing year for video stores. Oh, my goodness. We should be lucky to have video stores. We should be lucky to have 1989 itself. We, should be <laughs> we are lucky to have 1989. <laughs> Where would we be without it? We wouldn't see that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole other, like time loop kind of thing you can get into. That's too much. Like thing. if it went from nineteen eighty-eight to nineteen ninety and then just kept going, like skipped nineteen eighty-nine. I mean, that could be a movie or something. You know, like they skipped a whole year. It would be like that movie where like the Beatles never existed. What uh, was that? Uh, there's this movie that came out. I, I never saw it, but it's like Oh, that's right. Yes. I don't know the title off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. So it's just kind of like what would have happened without something? So it would be kind of like, okay, what would happen if a certain year 
in this case, 1989 could be any year, really, but um, like it disappeared. It just skipped. Be, like, yeah, that's, like, a, that's get, an interesting idea for a movie. You get to get 1989 back, right? And how do you do that? Well, first off, where did it go? And then how do you What's get it back? Black hole or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Mm, yeah, maybe or maybe some bad guys stole it and they have to like they find the. They stole 1989. I can totally yeah. see the beginning. <laughs> so you get, let's say, uh, oh, okay, let's do a quick movie thing. So someone steals okay. a year. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and okay. a team. So like the team is led by um, um, Neil McDonough. Right, and who else would be the bad guy? Neil McDonough. Oh, good bad guy. Yes, I think I know and who might know, be. The she's like the main bad guy, but he has a bunch of underlings, and um, you get like one extra name as an underling, maybe. But no, but Neil McDonough is good. So again, oh, maybe Robert Lasardo. Yeah, okay, he could be one of the underlings, sure. And then you know I they would. go into like a government vault, and yeah, I love this. Yeah, the government. Oh, so the vault is full of years, and they yeah, they have that. all time. You know, they. Like, yeah, this is a cool idea, actually. He, and so, he opened, go ahead. Well, no, this is like every year in history is is in this vault, and, and like it looks like a canister of some kind. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. And and then uh, Neil McDonough has his own reasons for wanting to steal 1989. Um, yeah, and we he, find out maybe like some bad guys killed his wife. He so he's kind of like not really so, a villain, right? No, maybe it turns out he's actually a good guy, and he's okay. trying to changed the course of history because after his wife died you know he became an alcoholic and lost his job and uh and became years kind of... skipped by right 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 and so he wants it back so his wife can come back and he can live the year back and um... okay so that's a whole different idea i was thinking of like you know he's he's a gang of villains and then you know would probably be the hero I... okay <laughs> that could be something yeah so i like your idea better though it's like it has like more of a dramatic weight to it yeah, yeah, that's more what I and it's because it still has the sci-fi aspect to it, but it also has some emotion. I like that idea. And what would it be called uh, reeling in the years? <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll have to talk to Steely Dan. Maybe it's yes. Now we can borrow that. Don't people borrow uh, song titles for movies? Oh yeah, all the time. That's like half the movie titles in the world are song titles. I mean, yeah. So, so there we go, reeling in the years. But. <laughs> Or, or you call it 1989. We can just call it 1989 like this 1980. podcast. Yeah, okay. Then, I like your idea. Your idea is good. I like the dramatic weight of it. So my, <laughs> then, mine's that's like a perfect symmetry to end the podcast. You know, yeah, and then this movie that we just thought of is called 1989. Perfect. You can't go wrong with that. So we'll let you guys go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Yes, I'm, cool. Like, I'm cool. I'm yeah. cool with the kids. Yeah.